right, so I went over the article called What's That Stuff? Sunscreen. And what I learned is that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration recommends using at least a shot glass sized amount of sunscreen every two hours. This is interesting to me since I applied less and I don't reapply. And then sunscreen needs to be a spreadable and not damaged skin. So what makes it spreadable and safe is its ingredients. So this article also goes over the ingredients involved in sunscreen. So sunscreen is made up 20% of active ingredients, 55% of formulation stabilizers, 23% of sensory enhancers, and 2% of added extras. And I'll be going over that with this podcast. So the um, active ingredients that are uh, that make up 10 to 30% of the sunscreen are UV filters. And UV filters are active ingredients in sunscreen. And I actually had to look up what UV filters are because I was not completely sure. I've never heard about UV filters before. So I looked it up and it said that UV filters are compounds or mixtures that block and absorb ultraviolet light. So with sunscreen, a mixture of UV filters are used to offer different protection across ranges of UV wavelengths. And there are two kinds of UV rays, there are UVA and UVB rays. We need protection from these wavelengths. Uh, They both have different, we need protection from these two types of rays and they both have different wavelengths. The UVA rays have a longer wavelength compared to UVB rays, and they can cause damage to our skin layers considering the dermis. And then we can also get wrinkles and tanning from these rays. The rays are also capable of causing DNA damage that leads to skin cancer, and most of us don't focus on these risks. Sunscreen also contains a certain amount of sun filters, and this helps with the coverage needed to protect our skin. Only 16 um, sun filters are approved by the FDA, but in the U.S. we only use six of them. I know that in other countries, um, other compounds have been approved to be used. Sunscreens in other countries are considered as cosmetics, which could be why more compounds are used to create them. Um, I'm, I just don't understand why the U.S. doesn't classify sunscreen as um, cosmetics, because I know with the makeup that I use, it has sunscreen in it, such as Revlon. Um, One of the foundations I use is called Revlon Colorstay, and it involves SPF 15. It has that in it, in the foundation that I use. And in the U.S., they considered um, sunscreens as drugs, as classified by the FDA, which is super crazy to me because they are known to protect and not harm individuals. When we think about drugs, we think about something that's harmful to our body. or But there's also a way how we think of drugs as um, pharmaceutical, something for, something for medicine. But as I read the article, I learned about two categories of UV filters, which were mineral and organic sunscreens. Um, so mineral sunscreens are physical, while organic sunscreens are chemical. What is meant by physical sunscreens? is that they work by creating a physical barrier on the skin to block UV rays 5% of the time and absorb UV rays 95% of the time. So with this type of sunscreen, the absorbed light is radiated as heat. So you're basically heating up your skin a little with this sunscreen, according to the article. And then organic sunscreens, which are chemical, they generate free radicals. So with the organic sunscreen, eight chemicals that are FDA approved aren't being made for them due to its bad um, reputation. Due to skin allergy developments, so that's one reason why um, sunscreen is known to like harm an individual in some type of way. We think sunscreen benefits us, which is true partly, but then it also harms corals by causing coral coral bleaching, 
The sunscreen that affects the corals include oxybenzone and oxytinoxate. Um, and this makes me wonder if other countries go through this issue considering that they have different compounds in their sunscreen. And then more research is said to be done for safety and exposure testing, but I have not looked into that yet. And then another part of sunscreen is formulation stabilizers, and this makes up about 50 to 60% of the sunscreen. And this helps with active ingredients staying in the solution and not going bad. It helps with its shelf life. And a majority of formulation stabilizers are solvents, which are either water or oil. And preservatives are also used to maintain the active ingredients with sunscreen. Thickening agents such as emulsifiers, uh, chelating agents, and pH balancing agents also keep the active ingredients in the solution as well. So this helps sunscreen stay spreadable. And then another part of sunscreen is sunscreen enhancers, and it makes up about 13 to 33% of sunscreen. And it contributes to the smell or texture of sunscreen. It also could help with advertising a sunscreen product by making it have a desirable scent. And it definitely influences me to buy a sunscreen product since I am picky with scents and texture of products. And I'm also very self-conscious of what I use, especially when these products are being put on my face. And then there are also added extras, which make up 2% of sunscreen. And what added extras are, they're really just extra ingredients that make the product stand out. It's also useful for advertising. For example, aloe, um, it could attract consumers that want different formulas. They want something that stands out. It makes the product stand out because aloe is um, an ingredient that helps attract moisture. So consumers may look at that and be interested in a product they may want to buy. Overall, I really enjoyed reading this article. It really made me think more about the sun exposure and how I normally do go out without wearing sunscreen, which could affect me later on in the future, considering that you can get wrinkles and tanning from UVA and UVB rays, which we're not completely immune to.